When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Before we get to the show today, we actually have something we've never done before. We have a, uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote. Um, it, it, was a, it was a hard uh, thought war, but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now. Because Why was that, Ryan? Why, why do we need to do ads? The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a, um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas. So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his, his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is <laughs> by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, what is great about Anchor? Oh my god, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms and the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it. Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just a holiday experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our season's greetings mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your yuletide cheer as we approach the music we love from a joyous, snow-covered, and thoroughly corporatized perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a mug of eggnog on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I write a column for Atwood Magazine every other week of the same name, but I quickly found that drinking alone is a sad business, especially around the holidays. So I invited a couple of friends into the recording booth to help me make drinks and discuss the music we love. And here they are. Who are you guys? I'm Ryan, the music connoisseur. And I am Pedro, your Holly Jolly Mixologist. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, when we were planning our holiday episode, we thought, who would be the best guest to capture the spirit of the season? Well, the holidays are always a family affair, full of food, laughter, and more than a little drink. And we realized that one of our TNT family members has been sadly silent since day one. So today we're giving him his voice. Please welcome the amazing, the fabulous, the producer of such podcast ear candy as Pasta Talkins, Fuckboy Book Club, the Pulp Audio Drama, the Liberty Flyer, and this podcast that you're listening to today. It's our own professor producer, Drew Franzblau. Drew, thank you so much for joining us on the mic today. How does it feel to multitask? Hey, guys. Uh, this is great, actually. I love multitasking. And, and uh, you know, fans might remember me from um, the time I let them know about the audio problem in the Jess episode. Day ones, <laughs> the true heads are going to remember when I let them know about the audio problem in the Liz episode. But look... Whether you've been with me from the beginning or, you know, if you're just uh, getting on the Franz Nation, uh, we're all family. Franz Nation. You're like Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're here. You're here. <laughs> Where else are you going to be? Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Drew. Welcome, uh, Drew. Yes. Thank you for giving me a microphone. And and a no drink. More silent mic for you. And, and a drink, too. Yep, not this just... This is my first drink on this show, but... <laughs> but it's not a White Claw this time. That's true. It's how we it's pay him. It's worse. how we pay him. So, let's catch up a little bit, guys. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, do we have our... Uh, Little little snow filled um, 
timer. We replaced it with snow for the holidays, guys. It's no longer sand. We had to go to with a, uh, the skate rink in, uh, at Parthenia to make we that happen. We replaced it with snow. It used to be cocaine. But... We just yeah. took a broom and like brushed off the skating rink at Pershing Square. We're like, we need some of this, guys. So who wants to go first today? Should should, should I go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Drew, Drew. I, we, we okay. don't know what Drew listens to. That's... What? You guys, I've told you guys. I just never told the listeners. Uh, okay, so I will put 60 seconds on the clock for myself. Do it. Okay. So uh, lately I've been listening to a lot of, um, it's not new, it's new to me. Uh, mostly two bands. Uh, and I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. Uh, Kilsey, K-Y-L-S-E-A. Wrong. Damn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Love they the name. Are, they're like a, a metal band. They do some kind of post-punk stuff too it's really interesting band like I, I would actually recommend just like you find them on spotify put it on shuffle and you don't know what you'll get it's they're a oh, cool band nice uh i first discovered them because uh i had i was listening to uh my favorite band which is sub rosa they're a utah based yes ryan knows hell yeah <laughs> and uh the spotify recommended uh, one of their songs called uh and for this is for the playlist anthony uh running red running red uh and i just really loved it i'm running out of time shit uh, my other the other band i'm listening to is um four fist and uh, for the playlist um nobody's biz or six 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 they're like a industrial hip-hop band they're really cool nice awesome you got through it i did and you even had a little it. time to spare yeah i'm a windbag but i did it <laughs> I, I had a plan for this i was rehearsing in the shower for days <laughs> uh okay, who's next yeah i'll go i'll go next all right and there it is. Okay. So lately, I've been kind of going back to old stuff that I used to listen to, and most uh, probably what I've been listening to the most from from my youth is uh, Mickey Avalon's self-titled <laughs> oh, album. Oh yes, I love that album so much. He's like, if anyone doesn't know, he's this drug-addled LA rapper who is just his. That album is just so fun to listen to. Um, I don't know why I went back to it. Um, and in case anyone else doesn't know, he's famous for like Jane Fonda, My Dick, and the, both those songs are from this album. But I just love driving around in L.A. looking at uh, all the dirtiness and trash and listening to songs like Hustler Hall of Fame or like Roll the Dice. <laughs> like It's just really, really, I don't know. I really enjoy that album. I can listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah, I also like that. People are like, who's Mickey Avalon? And then I start singing My Dick, and they're like, oh, yeah, that yeah. song. Everyone knows My Dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a good album. The thing about Mickey Avalon is he actually lived everything he's talk about, talked about. Like, people talk about authenticity. That guy actually yeah. was on the street. Yeah, that's what I really like about it. Like he that, sang, he did what Morrissey said to do, sing your life. Yeah. He sang his life. <laughs> that album is, like, so dirty and gritty and, like... It is not for the pearl clutchers, you know? <laughs> like, I, yes. I remember back in like 2007, I'm like, who is this guy? And I looked him up on Wikipedia that was still in its infancy. Yeah. We still couldn't use it as a primary source. And it was <laughs> saying that uh, like, oh yeah, he was a, he was a male prostitute for a long time mm -hmm. before he, uh, <laughs> before yeah. he's, he did music. Don't quote me. He's that dude sleeping with your girlfriend, getting yep. lewd and rude in your bed. Yep. Are those <laughs> lyrics? Yep. Yeah. Those okay. lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you want to go next? Yeah, toss me the uh, snow capsule. <laughs> oh, it's already. Well, uh, because it's the holidays, I'm listening to the uh, Danish punk band Ice Age. Um, they had an album recently. <laughs> they're from Copenhagen, and they're a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun, really. I recommend you check it out. They hit the scene in 2009. They had an album uh, in 2018 that was pretty solid. And I love the guys, you know. they um, Their lead singer delivers their records to... Um, Record stores in the area by bike, which I like. As somebody who, um, you know, tries to bike around LA as much as possible. So, Ice Age, it's <laughs> where it's at. How many tires have you blown on the Chandler bike path? Uh, th uh many, <laughs> <laughs> many dollars worth. <laughs> So what have I been listening to? Oh, I got to wait for the, the snow. There it goes. Um, so recently I've started getting into this band uh, Houses, which is the project of a, um, a, a DJ record producer named um, Dexter Tortorella. Yellow or I, I'm I'm sorry, Dexter. I can't pronounce Dexter things. Dexter Yellow. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I mean, he's been kicking around for a while. He's been in a bunch of different <laughs> bands. But um, 
I uh, really got into his song Fast Talk and Bad Checks. And what really strikes me is just like the wit in his lyrics. He uses a lot of metaphor and he's got a really clever use of samples. Um, Like he'll just throw in like uh, old radio um, snippets or like uh, just like create melodies out of um, like old uh, uh, recordings. Um, and I, I love it. I, I think that I like him more and more as I go on. And I got a chance to see him at Bottle Rock and I missed it because I didn't know about him. Um, that's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. I just want to say, uh, as the producer of the show, we have nothing but respect for Don Dex Tortiello. <laughs> he does great things for the community. <laughs> He's a good guy. A great, wonderful father and husband. <laughs> we come to you on this day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> How could I refuse? <laughs> Well, here we are outside our own bar with uh, without anyone new to show um, the the wonderful uh, high water clan. Um, you know, but actually, I don't think that uh, Gerald has ever checked my ID. How have we gotten uh, you into the bar before? <laughs> he just knows me. Greg's garbage at his job. Drew just comes to the back. We showed somebody so, an Amazon printout one time. So. I, you know, guys, I, I actually want to have. No, that's okay that's because like, that's what we did. Send it. Okay. Um, so I guess as part of the family, I get to just bring my regular driver's license. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything weird like show yeah. you my Amazon wish list. <laughs> I mean, if you want my Amazon wish list, I will send it to you. We got to keep up appearances because uh, our liquor license is already on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a liquor okay. license. <laughs> so this is, this is my California driver's license. Send it uh, around. Oh, my I, God. How old were you? I was uh, 15, oh my and God. I got a haircut the next day because I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I should probably do that. How does this even still work? Like, uh, <laughs> Let's send this around. Um, you, you definitely look like I played Halo with you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just, it's just me, but like with, with like 15 fewer pounds. <laughs> eh, maybe more like and 15 fewer years. Well, you're not 30. I'm the only. I'm oh, the only little Drew Bear! <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! Did you wear a lot of Big Dog? They told. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! How'd you know? And and life is good. Yep. And yeah. and one like here's the rock now. You know when they hold. Did the, you the know one. me? <laughs> <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that worked somehow. <laughs> this, you, this ch- it's really a shame the listeners don't have the privilege of yeah, seeing. This yeah. is an unfortunate part of the segment. It's is... a shock that my real ID got me into this bar. Right. Yeah. So here we are in the bar. Everything looks uh, just as we left it. Um, it's, it's a good thing your ID put like a smile on Gerald's face. He hasn't smiled since his sister. Oh, oh man. man. That's that's still fresh in the... Uh, in, in in the high water lore, yeah. What we told, well, that? we told him not to come in today, but he didn't want to be at home. Was yeah. that the boating thing? Or yeah, it was a yeah. boating. <laughs> that was you who uh, who told us I about know, that one. Try. Well, you know, I didn't hear it from him. I heard it elsewhere through a different channel. <laughs> didn't want to hear it, but through the other barflies, they they talk. The burden of knowledge. <laughs> Today we're doing things a little differently. Instead of a single pairing, we've each brought in our favorite holiday albums or songs to discuss over a liter and a half of eggnog. And as if that weren't enough, we have three different spins on the classic holiday drink, hopefully enough to get us as toasty as your liquored up uncle after Christmas dinner. Um, So, little confession, guys. I haven't drunk a lot of eggnog in the past. I've always been a hot toddy guy, but I'm glad to be coming outside of my... uh, uh, comfort zone right now and get into the spirit of the season with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel this, this must be my second or third time drinking eggnog ever. Yeah. I've never, sorry to hear that. I've um, never actually enjoyed it until now, but there was always like a lot less alcohol in it. Um, so usually we introduce the music first, but I think like we're going to kind of go around the circle and just talk about our pairings. But before we do that, Pedro, what is eggnog? Eggnog is this thick, milky eggy like weird drink that people like to have during the holidays so it's like it's literally you know just whole eggs whipped up and like with you know sugar and cream and it's very very eggy and milky and it's i don't get it but the thing that people like to do is put alcohol in it and it's like a huge party drink people have huge bowls of it um it was never a tradition in my home but 
Um, it's all right. It's pretty good. And I was looking on Wikipedia, and it is also known as milk punch. <laughs> Or egg milk punch, <laughs> which I think we should go back to those names. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's it's a good drink for the holidays. It's um, you can drink you drink it chilled usually, and you can add, uh, I mean, pretty much any liquor you want. Um, I think we've done a lot of like whiskey and rum here today, but we'll talk is, about is that. Is milk punch like what Mormons call masturbating? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm done with my drink. Can one of our latter yeah. can one of our Latter Day Saints fans please comment and let us know? Someone just shat their long underwear. Their magic underwear. Oh my god! Wonder if this should be a bonus thing. <laughs> we love our our friends at the Church of Latter Day Saints. We especially love their their Holy Book of Mormon, as directed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. That is uh, my entire um, knowledge of I'm the. Sorry, Mor- you guys put me on the mic, and I get too spicy. I apologize. <laughs> I love their Ice Palace in uh, San Diego. You know, Dude, oh, that place is so cool. I used drive to drive. Past. I don't know yeah, why I they don't open dr- it up for the holidays. I used to drive past it and think it was Disneyland. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Is it like a it's like just a huge it's, it's Mormon a, church? Yeah, it's, it's a, ta- a like old, a tabernacle. Yeah, it's it's really gaudy and huge, and it's right by the freeway. And like when you drive past it, you gotta explain to your kids that it isn't Disneyland or Legoland <laughs> or that. Or Legoland. Yeah. It truly is Instagram material. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Does it look anything like uh, um, Elsa's uh, castle from? Uh, it, it looks kind of like where Father Time lives and all those Ralph Bashke like cartoons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Is he a villain in that? Speaking of Christmas, right. no, he's like he's like the guy who helps out Rudolph. Time is always That's interesting. The I was gonna say because I don't think time is yeah. Time is nothing but the villain. <laughs> Boy, so Drew, you wanted to say something about Christmas? Oh well. You know, you guys have invited me to partake in this goyish nonsense. <laughs> um, and the, but the truth is that uh, I I I did grow up celebrating Christmas. I'm I am a member of the tribe. I'm Jewish. Chosen people, bless up. But uh, <laughs> but my my mother's side of the family is Catholic, and so every other year or so, we would go to my uncle's house for Christmas. So I I've I've celebrated Christmas before, you guys. I I know. Oh all wow! About it. Okay. Cool. I know. No one said I kn- you didn't. I know your ways. <laughs> I'm on to you. You have no you have no secrets to show me. Yeah, we're um, just a few goy boys sharing some eggnog with you. But I guess to me, you know, if we're talking about Christmas, like music, the 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 music I most associate with Christmas is definitely uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. The, uh, any especially, I mean, you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. The, oh yeah. When we would go to my uncle's house for Christmas, it was a family tradition that on Christmas Eve we would, as a family, we'd watch the the classic How the Grinch Stole Christmas cartoon with um, Boris Karloff's mm-hmm. definitive performance as the Grinch. Right. Martin Scorsese directing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, just just timeless classic. And and just a powerhouse of acting in that film, yeah. obviously. Oh yeah, uh, an asexual icon. The <laughs> Max the dog, forget about it. <laughs> um, so you know, you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. I I I love that song. Uh, whatever that the Who's are singing, I don't I don't remember the words. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like it's like a bunch of nonsense, right? I don't know. Yeah. Is it real words? Is it Latin? La Hudores. I think they. Welcome Christmas. Yeah. I think they, they got like a, a musicologist uh, to go in the field, I think, <laughs> to make that happen. It was like for what they did for... Um, oh, they, um, they went out into the field to record real who's? <laughs> they combined. Well, it's sort of what they did for Avatar, which is they had somebody go out and go to a bunch of different tribes and combine it all to like create like its own language. Oh, who, uh, who wow. Is, it was a $6 million budget back in the 50s or whenever it was. So, so back then it was like $2,000. <laughs> Well, I think we can get into that further once we've uh, gone around and gotten a chance to toast. But uh, the Yule horn, yeah. So let's pass the Yule horn my way. Um, <laughs> so when I think about Christmas, um, I think of a very specific album, and it's one that's kind of like I, I've I listen to all the time. Like I don't think it ever gets old, and it's the uh, Vince Guaraldi's classic soundtrack to the Charlie Brown Christmas. Ayo. I think that might have mm. been my gateway to uh, jazz music as a whole. And cocaine. And mm-hmm. cocaine. <laughs> but to pair with that, today I have uh, made a bourbon eggnog. 
and there's more in it than just bourbon. There's a, there's some bourbon, but there's also some cognac, and I threw in some Cointreau as well to kind of like, you know, give it a little bit of a, a sweet and bitter uh, finish, mm. and it goes down very smooth, although, as Pedro said earlier, when we were... Uh, planning this and and preparing you could probably light this drink on fire <laughs> <laughs> which i mean it's christmas things are going to get destroyed yes what about you ryan what have you brought with us today well um i decided to uh, my one of my favorite albums to listen to is the trojan uh records christmas box set it's a three disc set set you back 60 uh, 60 bones or so <laughs> on discogs but um it's a lot of uh reggae and dance hall artists doing christmas songs so it's got um people like yellow man doing uh just some great takes on christmas classics there's a lot of the old kind of public domain ones my favorite one is the granville williams orchestra doing santa claus is skying to town oh my goodness <laughs> and, uh, and yellow man doing uh such classics as breadfruit roasting on an open fire Freddie McGregor's on it. It's a great album. So what I did is I made a, an eggnog and rum contraption, and I throw in a mini cream banana, which for those who don't know is a, a Europa um, treat, which is a <laughs> banana-shaped nougat with chocolate, and you just toss that right in there, maybe on a toothpick so you can see it floating at the top, and uh, it's phenomenal. And, and really appetizing to look and it at. it looks, <laughs> looks great. Uh, you love to see you it. You love to see that. And uh, so that's, that's what I'm drinking for this, for this holiday season. So, my turn. When it comes to Christmas, uh, I mean, there's obviously the family time and blah, blah, blah. But my favorite part of Christmas is like going back to your hometown and seeing like all your old friends. And everyone like being in the same place and having the time to go out and do stupid stuff like you used to do. And so I always think about hanging out with like my friend Richard, my friend Danielle and a bunch of our friends. And the song that comes to mind when I think of all that is a, uh, a throwback from Lady Gaga and Space Cowboy called Christmas Tree, oh. in which she uses Christmas Tree as a euphemism for things. And uh, yeah, it's just this like... Wow. Really, uh, it's it's a bit of an incendiary pop track, I guess. When it, like you can't play it at your family Christmas party, unless hey, you have a really fun family. But um, anyway, to go with this, I have put um, I also put some whiskey in my eggnog, but it's more of a moonshine whiskey. Um, that's a spiced cherry moonshine whiskey by Stillhouse, um, and then I put some amaretto in it as well. So it's got the cherry and it's got like the nuttiness, and it's really really fruity and smells great. Um, and I picked Cherry because she's got the, like back in 2008 when Lady Gaga was making music, she would always do that Cherry, Cherry, Boom, Boom thing in her songs. And I don't she remember does, that. Yeah. And she does that in this song. So I thought it fit perfectly. And then, yeah, I just put some cinnamon and nutmeg in it and it's really good. Oh, wow. Nice. Well, I feel like, uh, we might get a little bit toasty today. Mm -hmm. Got a lot to choose from. Um, but these all look great, guys. Uh, I think before we go any further, uh, a toast is in uh, order. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. I wanted to keep today like a little bit fun, a little bit outside the box. Like we don't really have like a schedule of places to be, people to interview. I want to just talk about the holidays. Like this is um, to me uh, a, a very special time. Um, I grew up. Uh, not with a large um, immediate family, but I come from a Polish and Italian background. My dad had eight siblings. My mom had four. And just like the uh, the family element was always very present around this time of year. So I want to talk a little bit about our memories of the holidays from when we were kids. Pedro, what, what memories like stick out to you from like when you were a kid? Well, so I'm com I come from a Mexican family, so also huge extended family right um so usually what would and i mean my immediate family is not exactly small there is six of us i think before any grandkids and everything with them i think it's now like 11 of us um but no there's i mean our our christmases were always very you know family oriented obviously and we're also like my, my family's like really catholic so there was midnight mass and same yeah and we would always do <laughs> like there was always um we call them the posadas, which is basically just a reenactment of the nativity. Like you have um, Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, having the baby, 
people showing up to revere the baby, like the whole thing. It's they got like, a crucifixion up there too. <laughs> we do that at Easter. Yeah, that's, that's like a big thing. They yeah. always got like the seventh graders to like. Yeah, you like at Easter, it's like the Stations of the Cross, and you react the whole thing, and you talk about it and all that mm. stuff. Yeah, Works. I just remember like them putting on like the full play of the crucifixion, like at Easter time mass, and yeah. they all they had like the seventh graders dress in black with turtlenecks, and they did like as if the 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 altar was like a black box theater. Yeah. And I just remember a bunch of them yelling, crucify him. Yeah. Like you do. It's, it's called the passion, right? Yes. It's like, called like the... you do. So like in the, I mean, this isn't Christmassy at all. This is quite the opposite, but like there's lines for people in like the missalette and you like the crowd has to yell crucify him and all that stuff. But anyway, yikes, we do, we do a similar Jeez. thing. It's a very um, image heavy religion. <laughs> But anyway, we do a similar it's thing at Christmas and like religion. <laughs> it's rated R. My, this religion, yeah, it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart. But um, like my family and like communities we've always lived in always reenact the Christmas nativity, and so MC seventeen, <laughs> Merry Christmas seventeen. So we would not for children. So we would always go to those, and then there was usually mass at midnight, and then we'd open presents after that, um, and then that was usually with the immediate family, and then. We would go to my grandma's house where everyone was meeting the next day. And usually there were, there was all kinds of food. People were drinking, singing, and we'd all open presents like from uh, our aunts and uncles. And yeah. So it was just a lot of family and a lot of driving around. I, I actually have a question, Pedro, because yeah. you said that you, you don't really have a lot of experience with eggnog. Right. Is, is there a traditional like drink around this time of year in your family? Yeah. Well, mm, Yes, there's so like in Mexican families and stuff, champurado is like a big thing. But really, my family, we just drink beer and liquor. Like, like it's not like so much like that. But champurado is really good. But um, what is that? I've never heard of that. It's I'm I'm not entirely sure what it is. It's like a sweet hot drink. It's almost like it's almost like hot chocolate, but spicier. I think it's more like cinnamon and stuff like that. Um. I've actually never, I've never asked what's in it, to be honest, but, uh, but I never, but I hardly ever drink it. Um, no, my family likes beer and tequila <laughs> as any good family does. That's our, that's our thing. Um, yeah, well, that's it, what, that's what he drank. That's, right? what, that's what he capital H drank. <laughs> God was a beer man. Yeah. God was a beer man. Don't let uh, Anheuser-Busch know that they are going to like co-opt that hard. <laughs> I feel like they're the reason you even had it in your head that God was a beer man. <laughs> oh shit. Is this a chicken and an egg scenario? Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, there's a lot of traditions and stuff, but uh, yeah, just uh, whatever it was, it was always just a lot of family. Uh, I definitely, I want to jump on that just because like, I feel Italian and Polish immigrants, like our, our family experience, because we were both like, we're both sides of my family were very, very Catholic. It was Mm -hmm. a a similar experience. Um, Midnight mass was huge and I would look forward to midnight mass. Like I got to stay up late. Mm. It smelled great in the church. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was like part of the choir. And so I had something to do. And then we'd get home around like one in the morning and it's like, it's time to open presents. It's technically Christmas. And during the time when I thought that Santa Claus was real until like, I, I believed it way too late. Like I was like 11. Really? Yeah. Oh man. What is even too late? I mean, I, uh, I'll be when honest. it's too late to dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I never bought it. Never. I know. I was never into it. Wow. You're I was really a, cynical. I, child. I, yeah. I was, I was an yeah. asshole of a child. I mean, my parents you set traps really for like... the tooth fairy. You're just like a total <laughs> shithead. I was, caught your mom. I would like stay awake. Uh-huh. And you know, I did that. I caught my parents putting uh, uh, money under my pillow. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> my mom saw me. And... Well, also I saw it and I was like, five dollars. Fractured. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, as a kid, I, I'm, I'm remembering this now. Like I would show my mom, like I've set a trap for the tooth fairy. And like, I put like a laundry basket above my door. So if like it got <laughs> opened, it would just fall on, on whatever's head. Like, I'm going to get that tooth fairy tonight. And my mom is probably looking at it like this bitch. Like <laughs> what was the, what was the plan after you actually caught the tooth fairy? Uh, extort, Interrogate it. Yes. Extort her for money. It's like a know. dog chasing a car. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Or Wiley Coyote. What happens what's he, after What's that? he going to do after he catches <laughs> yeah. Roadrunner? yeah we isn't there like uh some episode or something i want to say like college humor where like the coyote finally catches the roadrunner and just has an existential crisis we were watching it recently we were watching, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a seth mcfarlane uh cavalcade. cavalcade of cartoon comedy brought to you by burger king <laughs> 
<laughs> there's only a people few, forget that there's only a few good ones <laughs> <laughs> that's where they put all of the extra flashbacks that they weren't using yeah that, for, for good reason basically that's, that's what, what we were saying about it yeah yeah. Well, I, let's let's Never reel back. Your corporate sponsors. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Corporatization is uh, key. But let's reel it back a little bit. I want to hear about Ryan growing up in L.A. What was Christmas like here for you? Well, I didn't grow up in L.A. I uh, grew up in uh, South Bend, Oregon, where. Uh, oh, you did? I didn't know this. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we all just totally bought that for a second. This is why I believed like, Santa Claus too late. <laughs> Anthony's not going to set a trap. Now that he's like mature, he's going to hire a PI to figure out where I actually grew <laughs> Where do these presents come from? <laughs> well, I'm going to need $200 a day plus expenses. <laughs> the best part was probably pissing my pants after this uh, Middle Eastern, rest- this Moroccan restaurant we went to one Christmas. Um, but mostly looking at all the lights and decorations. In, <laughs> in, um, there, you know, LA is just so gaudy with decorating and lights that there's just, you drive around, basically, you go two miles per hour. You basically ghost ride the whip, which, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't know, if for listeners who don't know what that is, if you're not uh, Bay Area, that's when you put the car in neutral and let the car sort of roll. And that's what you do in the holidays. You ghost ride the whip down neighborhoods in Tarzana and look at all the lights and gaudy decorations, just a completely grotesque display of waste Hoarder, you know, mentality on full display. Don't they Electricity know overuse. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at it and it's like, where did these come from? Where could they have possibly gotten this like Snoopy, like <laughs> doing some bizarre, like where could they have gotten this? Like speaking of which, this episode is brought to you by Target. We're <laughs> <laughs> we just going to start naming corporate sponsors until one of them sticks. <laughs> we'll just put drops of just saying Expedia <laughs> and no, no, co- no context Shrek 4 just whispers of it in yeah. the background yeah. smoke, smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's breakfast assured blue wash so I uh, yeah that was pretty much what it was just like driving around looking at houses with lights and um, that's a big part of it you know I was driving around Burbank the other day and I there, there's this place like I think it's it's gotta be like um, near North Hollywood Way, but there's this house that has synchronized lights, and their lights outside say like "Tune in to 99.1," and they've like God. bought up this bandwidth so that you can listen to the music that they're playing to 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 synchronize all these lights. Absolutely wasteful and ridiculous. It's not the worst thing that like probably someone in Burbank has done with an FM license. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, it's very true. <laughs> they couldn't just make a conspiracy theory. Right Radio station like a, an honest American, like a, like a real Burbank resident. Shanna's coming. We're gonna get him. <laughs> we've we've put the laundry basket above the door. Yeah. Anthony, we gets... got a Santa Claus coming in. We got a, we think there's chemtrails coming out. We're gonna Listen, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. My friends from the Confederate Reenactment Society <laughs> are gonna catch this motherfucker. Reenactment Society. <laughs> Oh my god. Anthony scoots closer to his radio. <laughs> Tell me more. I never thought leans in. I never thought we'd uh, partner with PETA, but we got them involved with this for the reindeer abuse. We got everyone all hands on deck. We're bringing this guy down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Burbank. Oh boy. So that folks, what... it, this just whole place, it, there's something in the air. There's some weird everyone's brains have just com- been completely perverted by Disney mindset. The entire area is just completely mm. plagued by people who are way Any, too. Anytime I have a problem in Burbank, I blame Disney. If I'm if I'm at a red light for too long, <laughs> yeah. D- fuck you, mouse. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> but Disney that's honestly Prime. true. The <laughs> light, the, the light on Buena, Buena Vista, Vista and Alameda, right, right next to that damn studio, uh-huh. is the longest light in LA. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, no. it's when very there, true. When I'm at, when I'm heading home at night, if I've been working late, it's like 10 p.m. I'm at that intersection and there's no one. There's no cars for miles and i'm just at that fucking red light and i'm like <laughs> and you're staring at like it, for, for those of you who don't know one of the buildings right true. inside the studio like they have these uh pillars of the seven dwarves holding mm-hmm. up the roof and they're just gazing what? down on all of the plebes just like outside a, anytime i deliver food i have to take i take a lot of food to that building like uh <laughs> 
like some kind of Erzat uh, uh, ziggurat. Yes. Of, uh, <laughs> well, of, then it's uh, right wow. across from a hospital, too, so it's like Disney or die. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a pipeline. You get overworked from stress, you go straight to the hospital. They're their best clients. Yeah. That being said, the mouse is my lord and savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Yeah. If we you don't need that mouse it, money. Uh, hopefully this is interesting if you don't live in L.A., but if you don't, you've been wanting to come here. I hope we're selling it real hard. You just mm-hmm. you're just screaming at lights and like <laughs> cursing Disney constantly. And Ghost that's riding the here. whip. Ghost riding the whip. This cursing at Disney you by the Burbank Travel Commission. Yeah. <laughs> Did any of you guys ever do Disneyland for Christmas? Hell yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was like a thing we did for a few years in a row. And the last time. We also did Thanksgiving for, um, we did Disneyland for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always just like a really, especially like once we had like my sister started having kids, it was just really easy. Like everyone just go and we'll be there and we'll spend time together. No one has to cook and it'll just be fun. And so we would do like two or three days. What's the, uh, the crowding situation like on Thanksgiving? Dude. I didn't think there would be that cattle many people. Pro- people it was with a cattle lot. prods. It was movie. so many fucking mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I haven't done Christmas or Thanksgiving there, but I've done New Year's there twice. Once for the year 2000, which was a great memory. Mm-hmm. And the other one was in like 2008. And I remember us getting like log jammed right by like the rocket ship ride in, uh, <laughs> in, in Tomorrowland. We're like, well, we're not going. It's like 1130, but like the crowd is at a standstill. Yeah. Like, well, this is where it's happening, guys. I don't know why you guys tortured yourselves growing up. I, holidays at Disneyland. I love uh, Holidays at Disneyland. Yikes. I've never really done like a it. holiday. Oh no! Wait, when I was a kid, we definitely did do Christmas there a few times. Uh, we've done. We did uh, Thanksgiving there once. I did. Uh, I went to graduation at Disneyland in my freshman year of college. Uh, I went to a high school graduation. I. This I'm might not brag. be. This might not be a good thing to admit on uh, for my career, but uh, go on. So. Um, <laughs> When I was a freshman in college, I had a friend who, uh, some friends from high school that had, they emailed Disney and said that they were a network of homeschooled students and that they wanted to participate in the graduation night at Disney. And they included me without telling me. And then they were like, hey, do you want to come to Disneyland for free on grad night? Or like, you know, wait, discounted tickets. And so we went and we were there for grad night. We were, we were all, we were all like at least nine months into like college and we were like there for grad night. <laughs> That's kind of brilliant. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You emailed somebody and with parks. I and didn't said, do this. I did not do this. This was a friend of mine from high school who arranged this whole thing and then let me know that he'd done it basically. And we and got they in. said, yes, they didn't ask for any credentials. They just said, yeah, if go ahead. Did, he go ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> Hopefully no wow. one who works for Disney Resorts listens to the podcast. Hopefully that's incredible. Not. Wow. That um that's okay. wild. There's like a lot of grad nights though. It's not just one. I mean they mm-hmm. have multiple nights with multiple schools it's on popular, each one. It's a popular yeah. event. So they're just like, Yeah, you can go to the one with this uh Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Wow, so, that's wild. Drew, what other memories do you have of the holidays growing up? Um, so like I said, I'm Jewish, so we did Hanukkah. Nice. Um, so, you know, lighting the candles each night, um, that was always, a, a, you know, just a, a nice family thing to do together. Me, me and my sister would recite the, the prayer. We'd light the, when we got old enough that my dad would actually let us hold the candles, that was actually like a big deal for me and my sister, you know, because we usually, he would have us say the prayers and he would do it. But I remember maybe when I was about 10 or nine years old, he was like, okay, you're old enough to hold the candle. And this was like actually kind of a, it was a big deal to me. Like I felt mm-hmm. like it was a, a life moment, you know? Um, and also, uh, watching the Rugrats holiday special. I know we, yes. We uh, like, like that was actually really like, like validating to me. Cause everything's uh, on TV. It's all Christmas. Right. Right. But that was, that was the Hanukkah thing. And I, I remember even as an adult, sometimes like when I would be doing like the candles on my own at home, my roommates would be asking me about, about Hanukkah. It's like, okay, let's just watch this and you will have all your questions about Hanukkah will be answered <laughs> because it does. It explains the story of Hanukkah, like in a pretty, pretty good way. I got to say, like when I was a kid, that was Rugrats was the only reason I knew about Hanukkah mm-hmm. and like, um, Passover. Uh, oh yeah, that too. Well, Hanukkah is an interesting, like, like Jewish holiday to me. Cause it's like a lot of, a lot of our holidays come from like the, the stories of the Torah and the historicity of them is is suspect, but like the Han- Hanukkah is a celebration of something that happened. Like it's a celebration right. of 
when the Maccabees retook Judea for, for the kingdom of Israel from the Greeks. So it actually, it kind of has this like, I don't know, I don't want to get too spicy, but it, you can you can interpret it in this kind of like, kind of anti-imperialist liberation struggle sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and death to the Hellenized Jews. <laughs> and that's all, that's all covered in the Rugrats uh, program. <laughs> it's in the bonus extras. If you get the DVD, Tommy Pickles goes on this whole rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gots to free ourselves. <laughs> um, a Maca baby isn't free until all the Maca babies are free. <laughs> Does he say that? In no, it? no, okay. he doesn't say that. Well, also, I was trying to. That sounded familiar. No, he says a Maca baby's got to do what gotta, a Maca yeah. baby's got to do. I remember that. That cool. was like a big part of the trailer, like when they were leading up to showing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Jewish households everywhere cheered. I just yeah. <laughs> I, I missed a lot of this especially nickelodeon shows because my mom had a very fast rule surrounding like the type of media that i could consume as a young child oh yeah and you were that telling was, us about this before we started recording yeah mm-hmm. i i was only allowed until i was around like six or seven to watch uh pbs or disney channel that was it because Damn. they didn't have commercials she thought that my young little mind would be ruined by commercialism disney channel didn't have commercials there was there was only ads for their own programming so like their all their ad breaks would be like special features of the shows that they have and like this movie is going to be playing on the Disney Channel mm. this Friday mm. and like here's a star of this upcoming Disney show about to talk about I'd it for a little bit. I'd be shocked that's still the case. <laughs> I don't no know. Way. There's no way that's still the case. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was in at least until I mean I think I stopped watching Disney Channel around like 2002 2003 like until then that's all it was. Mhm. And PBS was always like just pledge drive stuff. <laughs> lamb chop and wishbone. Yes, lamb chop, wishbone, <laughs> Sesame Street, oh, the classics. A mm-hmm. little bit of uh, um, murder. She wrote like <laughs> Shining Time Station. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yes, oh, man. yes. The only like good game show from that I remember as a kid. The only good sexual awakening as a kid. (laughs) So elusive. Speaking of which, this episode is brought to you by viewers like you. (laughs) That's actually true. Hey, that's me. You're the only thing that brings this show to life. We can't let the viewer count fall below 30 or Mitch will pull the plug. You know know what? I would love to see a I would love someone to write a a, a hot take or like a think piece on how that viewers like you towards kids, even though they obviously weren't donating, made a generation think that consuming media could actually enact change and it maybe had as a negative effect on us. We need to start a whole new podcast. What do you think of that, Drew? All right, Drew, carve out some time. We're going to come back here and we're going to discuss uh, the insidious nature of, of children's media. <laughs> that making you, think, making you think that consuming enacts change. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know if I would necessarily place the blame on PBS for that. Um, <laughs> I can see how you know they would they would have maybe they they were existing in that Melies and they just sort of uh, passively regurgitated it. Yeah, I mean now we're at this like pretty advanced stage where like you know you have these like like su- superhero or Star Wars movies where like it's deliberately politicized. It's like you know that I mean they'll they'll literally pay people to write like negative ads being like Star Wars is too feminist and it's like. It's it's it, it it blows my mind. If you want to hear more this... about this, tune into ninety nine one. The lights outside will be synced to Drew's voice. <laughs> They're paying off the media to write negative reviews. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> we got someone to do a sound alike of Trans Siberian Orchestra too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Trans-Siberian Orchestra must love this time of year. Well, the money's going to start flowing again, guys. I can eat again. <laughs> Kids, Mary. Kids. Oh, me ago. It's Christmas. We're going to tour again. Yeah. Uh, so we've talked a lot about Christmas and about Hanukkah, but we haven't really talked about specifically why we chose the albums we did. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's give that a, a pass. Um and I guess I'll start. Uh, I'll start. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no you'll wait. <laughs> uh, so for me, Charlie Brown Christmas, I I mean, I listened to it passively since the time I was like one. But I have 
a very specific memory of like when I got really into it. And it was when I got my first MP3 player. I was 14 years old. Um, it was like, I don't even remember who made it anymore. It could hold like 200 songs and it was shaped like, like a trapezoid. And mm. I remember putting on the Shrek 2 soundtrack like some pop punk stuff that I downloaded. Like I got really into Bowling for Soup at that point in Green <laughs> Day. And, uh, but then I also put on a Charlie Brown Christmas because we were going to uh, Minnesota to visit my mom's family for Christmas. And I remember um, my swim coach was like, if you're going on vacation, you need to find the local swim team and you need to swim with them the whole time. And I did that. So you actually did it. Yeah. You I should that. find the local swim team and swim with them the whole time. Yes. That was a thing. Like if you ever went on vacation, you were to find the local swim club and be like, and like introduce yourself and be like, Hey, this is my coach. Like I need to be able to practice with you. And across USA swimming, I guess that is like an okay thing to do. Like you don't have You're to like, pay. yeah, of course, Anthony, yeah. we've been expecting you. Yeah. <laughs> USA swimming is like this weird sort of union mentality, but like wow, uh, swimmers are sports nerds. <laughs> did you bring your roller backpack with you to I swim did. practice? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But specifically, I remember Drew like, was the guy kicking the roller backpack. So. <laughs> I remember swimming in this uh, indoor pool at the local high school and it being pitch black outside and then having to wait in the snow afterwards for my mom to like come to pick me up and listening to like a Charlie Brown Christmas in my swim parka, just like freezing in the Minnesota cold, like Christmas times. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I mean, in retrospect, it's a much better memory than probably the experience but that's uh that was the moment i think where i was just like this is my comfort music for the holidays nice what about you ryan so uh i was <laughs> i was <laughs> i was always jealous of people who got to go to the tropics for christmas i just thought that was cool you know like why can't it be tropics all year round mm -hmm. some people get that and so um so when I found out when I when I uh, this this made this made me think of that you know having this album on and so um, yeah just trying to transport myself elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> trying to get away <laughs> yeah what was that ska song that you were mentioned in our intro that was one of the songs on it's on disc one of the Trojan Records Christmas box set um, the Granville Williams Orchestra Santa Claus is skying the town skying the town that's so speaking of which this episode is brought to you by Time Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason that triggered me is, I mean, like, not triggered, it, like a light bulb went off. I'm so uh, another album that I was toying with, like, bringing today was um, this Christmas compilation album from 1997 called A Very Special Christmas 3. And it was like rock and alternative uh, uh, pop stars and... Um, them doing Christmas songs and no doubt had a song in there called Oi to the World. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> that, I'm so glad you said that because that needs to be on the playlist. <laughs> the, the, prob the funny thing is about this song is that skanking hadn't been a thing yet. Like, I don't think that really? had become a thing. Well, because the Tro Trojans is looking at, for those who don't know, Trojan Records puts out, put out a lot of the early Jamaican like dance hall and reggae from like and like rock steady from like the late 50s, 60s on. And so, yeah, that was not, this is all stuff from earlier before skanking, third wave ska skanking was a thing. So now you would say Santa Claus is skanking the town. Right. You wouldn't sing he's skying the town. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sing. <laughs> so, but yeah, I highly recommend, uh, I highly recommend that box set. Um, we're yeah. gonna put the whole box set on the playlist. Damn. <laughs> the, well, box sets are such a great gift nowadays too, because you can actually—it's something to wrap. You know, mm -hmm. the person you're giving it to will just do what I did when Ryan gave me uh, uh, "Lovers Rock," which is like, "Thank you for this. I'll add it to my Spotify." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this huge I'm box set. I'm going to use this yeah. download code. Yeah, yeah. use this for a coaster now. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I do want to make an, another shout out though to something, another Christmas song, just because it's so good. It's um, it's a because there's so many good novelty Christmas songs out there, just endless novelty. And there's this one um, that's called "Hey You, Get Off of My Roof," which is a play on <laughs> um, "Get Off of My Cloud" by the Stones. <laughs> oh, that's so good! It's so good. Amoeba sometimes has this DJ who comes and plays like novelty 45s from like the Doctor Demento show and stuff like that endless gold 
and talk about time, life, and gold. We're talking <laughs> talking endless Christmas gold. Just and and all of those like sideways songs, like uh, half covers that like change lyrics to make it Christmassy. That always reminds me of uh, um, Love Actually. The uh, uh, Bill Nye's story in that where he's the rock star who is redoing an old song trying to get a number one. What, what is it called? It's like Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling grows. Don't keep going. We'll have yep. to pay. Yeah. <laughs> we, get, we get five seconds. Public performance. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Pedro? What's uh, what's your history with your song? So, uh, like my like I said before, and it definitely goes with the whole novelty thing you were talking about. This song is definitely like a novelty oh, song. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's it's a fun like pop song that you could just like with your friends you could just be stupid with them. You know what I mean? Like it's full of just like innuendo, and um, it even like uses. Um, sort of influences from like the little drummer boy and deck the halls in there. Um, And it's got this, you know, there's like crazy synth pop vibe to it. Um, Cause I honestly, as far as Christmas, like one of the, the part I'm really looking forward to is like, just hanging out with my friends and getting drunk and like doing it under the guise of the holidays. You know what I mean? Um, Mm, sounds like you need to watch a Rugrats Christmas. <laughs> sounds like you've lost your way. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to come back. Yeah. Did, did either of you guys listen to uh, a Santa cause? It's a punk rock Christmas. Rock against Santa. <laughs> they had all of those. It was like Bush. it was like newfound glory, Blink One Eighty Two, from first to last, and they're all singing like these original Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Um, except uh, uh, that's when uh, Jimmy Eat World did their cover of. Um, uh last christmas oh really yep but what struck me about all these songs was that like all these guys hated christmas like all the 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 theme was just like (laughs) this this time of year is stupid (laughs) yeah go to warp tour well like it's it's like like songs like that and songs like this one are like different takes on what you want to do during the holidays and this song is like it's literally all just about like um like we're gonna we're gonna get naked and we're gonna have a lot of fun like it's it's just like because the holidays are such like a family and like wholesome time and so it's like yeah not for everybody yeah <laughs> so yeah i just really enjoy this song because it's it's funny it's very like tongue-in-cheek and it's just uh, it's just got a good beat to it yeah what about what about you drew well i i mean i chose how the grinch stole christmas which is like <laughs> a musical film i guess it has music in it, more than one song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty sexual song. Mean it's a pretty sexual it, song. It, it is, really. Honestly, you're a, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Is all of, it's just like, you know, with those uh, with those horns. And I mean, with the... Oh, with yeah. That, that was my voice. gateway into the kink community. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I discovered... <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, no. Hold on, sorry, Drew. Wait, yeah. that was your gateway. No, I was making a joke. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say that. The I was original, really hoping the original that was my was Daddy Grinch instead of Mister Grinch. Daddy Grinch. <laughs> you Dr. change Seuss. one word and it changes the entire song. Yes, sir. Or Daddy. <laughs> I mean, the song I remember most from the Grinch is is uh, "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch," which you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that's um. <laughs> But you're right, Anthony. It is a sexually charged song. I mean, <laughs> if you can hear those... Pedro laughing in the background, it's because we took out about five minutes of, of us getting into this. God. <laughs> and unfortunately, we can't let you listen to that. If you don't pay a thousand dollars a month to our Patreon, yeah, no, that's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do this for free. <laughs> One uh, of us doesn't do this for free. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, you know, I associate the Grinch with, uh, you know, those uh, holidays at my uncle's place with my family, with my mom and dad and sister. And we're all, you know, watching the watching the Grinch. I don't know. It's just a, oh, yeah. it's just what I associate with the holidays. The mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get off my a, back. You know, it's, it's you shut up. You don't understand anything. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, it's a fun. It, it, you know, the Grinch is a little bit subversive. He's kind of a bad dude. So I, I felt I always felt like it was a bit of like an off kilter kind of Christmas thing, even though it does have a wholesome ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Uh, not not really Breaking Bad, but not quite. Yep. But he was the original anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. Does he have surgery? What happens? How does he get to where he's at at the end? Does he have a transplant or a <laughs> bypass surgery. or open heart surgery? How does he? Uh... No, his, his heart. His heart swells with love of 
of Christmas. So oh, yeah, a bypass. <laughs> I've never heard anything. I've never even heard anything about that. Sounds like a very serious medical condition. <laughs> yeah, it, swollen. Heart. And then he died of an engorged heart one day later. <laughs> you know no, what? He, I have he's a great... fine because it's because it's actually good to have yeah. your heart full of of holiday cheer. Some may call that. Like, roast, have it full of roast beast. Yeah. Get uh, that roast beast in there. Oh, the roast beast. He yeah. Even cut when the I was a kid, I used beast. to like, around Christmas, I would ask my parents for roast beast. I had no idea what it was. In the in the poem, it's rare who roast beast. So are they cannibals? <laughs> oh, shit. No, it's made by But you all ain't ready to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> who as in the style of cooking <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cook human food here. <laughs> Dr. Seuss was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The story's and missing something. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to see that movie the same way again. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. Well, there's a new I memory. I can't wait to watch this there's movie There's a new after. memory for you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever use um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, the original version, as part of a uh, like a foreplay playlist or like you're getting into it, that's a good one. And then, you know, thematically, you could go into Magnetic Fields, I Think I Need a New Heart. Ooh. Because it's also a baritone, you know. Telling a story. You're telling a story. The original so. hashtag mood. And which the original and speaking who, who hashtag mood who hashtag mood and speaking of i think it's time to transition into our favorite segment of the pod oh yeah it's hashtag mood Jeez, but i don't feel like i'm ready for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get into the holiday spirit we're going to play hashtag mood a little differently today it's secret santa <laughs> <laughs> so before we started we each were assigned a person to write a holiday themed mood for uh, so we're going to go around the circle. Each of us is going to give our mood present style. Merry holidays, everyone, and a happy <laughs> non-denominational vacation to all. Who would like to go first? I so I got Anthony. Oh wow! For my for my secret Santa, and here is your here is your mood. Thank you, Pedro. Let's see what I got for Christmas. <clears throat> well, it finally happened. Mrs. Claus made good on her threats and left Nick's cheating ass. On Christmas Eve, no less. It's up to you to console one emotional mess of a Christmas daddy. Get him back on that sleigh and save Christmas. Well, first of all, he did this to himself. I don't feel sorry for you. We knew that all of those uh, like mid-season trips to Vegas were going to catch up with you, Nick. And you've got nobody to blame by Chris Stapleton. <laughs> that one's written from more of a first person perspective like he's like i got no one to blame but myself but uh i'm gonna give it to him nonetheless <laughs> <clears throat> next there are people counting on him and he can't be down on the dumps like this we will we will solve this problem once the the good kids of the world have gotten their presence so i'm gonna have him shake it off by taylor swift <laughs> of course <laughs> And next, I'm realizing that time is of the essence. So it's going to be, oh, no, it's Christmas by Perry Grip. It's <laughs> little jingle. He, he does he does like these songs of the day. I wonder if I'm going to be able to find this on Spotify. But like once a week, he like writes a, a little jingle and throws it online. This was from like, <laughs> I want to say 2009 or 10. So good luck finding it. We're going to see. And finally... <laughs> Time is running out by Muse. <laughs> and hopefully nice. we've got his ass in the sleigh, slapped him around a little bit. And then when he gets home, I will have uh, redecorated and changed the locks because like, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well done. So nice. I got Ryan for my secret Santa. And here's what I've written for you. Okay. Here we go. Um, unwrap it. Oh no, that's it. No. Uh, uh, oh no, you've pushed Santa Claus off your rooftop and killed him. I guess I, I pushed him off. Like it sounds on purpose. You're now forced to assume the role of Santa due to some legally binding contractual magic. Score this dystopian Twilight Zone nightmare. I mean, first of all, this is totally something that would happen to me. Um, Santa Claus fans I, turn it's up. It's so me. 
Um, so I'm going to start off this playlist with Leonard Cohen's Death of a Ladies Man, which uh, <laughs> has the lyric that I found. <laughs> I feel like that ties into what we just heard. Yes. <laughs> We're telling an overall story of what this happened this Christmas. Story. I love the lyric because she took his tavern parliament, his cap, his cocky dance, and mocked his female fashions and his working class mustache. <laughs> I'm going to go into Morrissey's suede head after that for the chorus. I'm so sorry. That's an apology that I'm sending to the world. But also for the line, why do you come here when you know it makes things hard for me? I'm going to have to push you off the roof. Um, you did this to yourself. <laughs> so I have to assume the role of this guy, which I'm not, I don't think I'm even in the right physical state to do. I'm going to go with talking heads, friends of the pod. Thank you for sending me an angel. Um, well, I love the line, with a little practice, you can walk, talk just like me. Uh, baby, you can walk, talk just like me. So I'm becoming Santa. And then I'm going to, um, oh, and then I'll walk around the world, you know. And then I'm going to go into White Snakes, Here I Go Again. <laughs> so I'm about to take off and uh, make the world a better place. It's a sleigh shaped like a red Jeep. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if there's a mathematical formula that shows the probability of White Snake being mentioned uh, the more that time progresses. Um, I think we've we've finally reached that uh, that 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 theoretical limit, and hopefully it'll never happen again. Ryan, who'd you get? So I got Drew. Oh, I had the so pleasure of, of getting Drew. Uh, <laughs> I can say fuck on this podcast, right? I yeah, I mean, you, you've yeah. Been, fuck you can't. You've been hearing us say it for so fucking long. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm screwed. It's only fair. This is my... Fr <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. Dive into the deep end. <laughs> yeah. You wait two hours in line to see Santa at the local mall. <laughs> but once you sit on his lap, you detect a familiar smell. A assured blue mint mouth rinse and Jim Beam. <laughs> Those eyes. It's, it's your estranged Uncle Barry. Oh, no. You speak his name oh, and are met with a blank stare. A child cries in the distance. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> Those eyes? Those eyes? <laughs> Where do you get these? Uh, oh, my God. Merry Christmas. Why wasn't that one of the memories you talked about? <laughs> <laughs> These moods just speak to a, a beautiful brain. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> such, such an incredible brain that these moods come from. Okay. I, I decided to improv this a little bit. Um, so when I see my, my estranged, long-lost uncle, at, at first I'm creeped out. Where did he come from? So I'm listening to Night Creeper by Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow. But then I I start to think about it and I realize that he doesn't recognize me and he's just he's all drugged up on on mouthwash and Jim Beam. <laughs> this could only be the work of The Pusher Man by Curtis Mayfield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and and I I I I start to think about it and I realize that the pusher man doesn't work alone. I've lived in Burbank for four years and I've been listening diligently to 99.1 FM. So I know this is the work of the police state by dead Prez. Wow. <laughs> so it's time. There's only one thing to do. I have to bust uncle Barry out of this Christmas hell. <laughs> hell yeah. Bring him home. Grandma hasn't seen him in years. <laughs> Does this ski mask make me look fat by JPEG mafia? <laughs> Oh. oh my god bravo holy Be shit bravo you Be took it to a place i didn't even envision I love wow it. before we started uh, yes, recording mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before we started recording drew expressed some concern that he would be no good at this game yeah, yeah. <laughs> liar oh my god wow oh, i cool sharked you guys what can i say <laughs> yeah. Does the ski mask make me look fat? Like you had to stop and ask him before rescuing him. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, is this working for me? <laughs> um, My so, God. so I, I got Pedro. So oh. here's, your, here's your mood, Pedro. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, my. <laughs> it's 1.23 a.m. I assume this is on Christmas. <laughs> 
It's one twenty three a.m. Christmas, sure. <laughs> Christmas morning, and this chud on Reddit will not stay out of your mentions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Create a playlist to help you own them by their own logic. Is that spelled P W N? No, no, it's own. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, you have work in the morning. <laughs> that was a short vacation. You work. <laughs> I work at Christmas I, Day. I wanted a playlist that was from me. You know yeah. that you would know was from me. I could tell. I, so I in a mood. The first, yeah, the first stay out of your the, <laughs> the first song that comes to mind is a song that's all about just being surrounded by people that you don't want any like any sort of attention from. But you can't knock him out. You, you can't walk away. So it's knock him out by Lily Allen. So about just wanting to, the nastiest people to stay away from you. Um, and I mean, it's clear this guy just wants attention by Charlie Puth. Oh. <laughs> it is so obvious. He's got nothing going for him. Um, and I mean, don't they know it's Christmas? <laughs> By the Christmas Jug Band. <laughs> so many versions. Yeah. <laughs> I picked the, I pick jug the tr- Christmas yeah. Jug Band. <laughs> the he only needs... the true version of that song. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one wow. true god of Christmas Jug music. Jug music. <laughs> and so so I mean it's clear what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to you know like I, I pop my knuckles. I go to my keyboard and uh, I'm gonna have to just lay a disc track down on this guy. So I pick Sharp Darts by the Streets. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. That's serious. So, fuck that that show. Wow. <laughs> wow. What were you, what was your Christmas Eve like that uh, th- that it's one in the morning and you're just like, man, <laughs> and I'm on Reddit and you're on yeah. Reddit. <laughs> it was That's, uh, that's what Christmas is like when you're Jewish and you don't celebrate Christmas. It's probably the kind of thing um, where we've we've done midnight mass, we've opened presents, uh, everyone else fell asleep, and I'm the only one awake. Your That's present was a laptop, and you're on Reddit. <laughs> you new laptop. Yeah. My present was a Reddit account. Uh, <laughs> thank you for this internet machine. <laughs> Let me well, fire thank, up my word you, processor. Wa- thank you, Drew. No, I needed that playlist right the fuck now, so I'm head home and use it. Take it. It's all Just yours. Just send him the playlist. <laughs> like that'll that'll show him. I love that people would look at this. If you were to just look at the playlist without listening to the episode and see this list of songs, <laughs> it'd be like impossible to guess what the hell is going on in the moods. You'd be like, damn, this is like a dark. It's probably the darkest list of songs we've had. It's, it's, and it's all, the Christmas episode. It's all intentional. Everything that we do, Instagram, the articles, the podcast, it all links together. You need all of it to make it to make it all make sense. <laughs> yeah. If you tune into ninety nine point one, we'll lay it all down. <laughs> So who had the best mood of the season? Let us know on social media. And if you have a mood of your own, send it to us on Twitter with a name to credit you. And we'll use it on Ryan as payback for that <laughs> <laughs> that piece of, of, of hellish nightmare scape that he gave true. <laughs> Those eyes. Those eyes. <laughs> oh. Well, that music. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. It's time for us to get home to our other families. But before oh. we do, oh, you guys are going. You guys have other families. <laughs> oh yeah, I have at least three. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yep, this is where I am. The other two thirds of my time when I'm on quote business trips. <laughs> you and Santa. Yep. So, uh, any lingering thoughts, guys, about like Christmas music, the holidays, uh, or or just this season of tunes and tumblers in general? Um. Uh, you know, this time of year for the Hebrew people is, uh, the, we call it the Festival of Lights. Um, so please, we hope that your holiday season is bright and merry and full of love and laughter. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes. <laughs> all in all, we just hope your season is lit. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on all of our social platforms. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to pods. It really helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by the amazing and wonderful New New Girlfriend. Tunes and Tumblers will return with an all-new season in 2020. And until next time, cheers. Happy holidays! Cheers. Happy holidays! Yeah.